0: Welcome to the Potter Discussion! Welcome back to the Potter Discussion, discussing Harry Potter, Fantastic Beasts, and the Wizarding World Phantom. I'm your host, Oscar, and this is episode 209. Thank you, everyone, for joining me today on this lovely day. It is, of course, a pleasure to be recording to you. Today is a very exciting day. I really don't know how we haven't gotten here before. I don't know. Maybe we have. But today we will be ranking spells. I have ten spells laid out for you that I'm going to be going through. Ten through one. Worst to best. Not worst, but these are just the, the ten best spells in my opinion. Of course, there are thousands of spells. Hundreds, maybe even millions. Of course, they are all uh, perhaps undiscovered. But spells are quite a a magical thing and in today's episode we are going to be talking about some of the very best. I will of course go into why they are so good in their specific segment, but it could be because they are useful or because they are very very good for a specific purpose or they're powerful or they get you out of a get you out of a tight situation. There are a lot of things in here that are very useful. So that is what we are going to be discussing today. I am very excited to say that the Potter Discussion newsletter is going to be is starting back up. I know it has been quite a while since I have had the chance to write a newsletter very busy with other things but I think at the end of November 2023 I will be releasing a a, a newsletter of course if you're listening past that you might be receiving them so I certainly hope you can go check the the newsletter out that will be in the show notes if uh, you want to 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 get some extra content like a nice rundown of the month talking about some of the best episodes And it is just a whole lot of fun to see that And of course, it's very, very low pressure If you don't want to, just leave, it's great So, if you want to check that out, that will be in the show notes But, of course, always, if you enjoyed this episode, consider telling a friend Because that would help me out a bunch And it spreads the message of Harry Potter gets, Gets this podcast out to more people, that helps me out a ton And I think that just about covers it So, without further ado, let's get into today's episode before we really get into it, I have an honorable mention, one that I think is inspiring to us all, one that really gives us all hope, and that is Sunshine Daisy's Buttermellow, turn the stupid fat Raya Yellow. In my opinion, this is the best spell of the entire series, but seeing as it doesn't have so much use, I decided maybe it shouldn't be included on the list. This is the spell that Fred and George gave Ron to turn uh, Scabbers yellow, and he used it on train, the the very first book on the way to Hogwarts. It did absolutely nothing except zoom a, a birdie bot's bag out of Scabbers' hands and you know Ron was a little bummed about that but he got over it and hermione <laughs> hermione and kind of mocking him for it but anyway, he was like hey i think i think his whiskers are a little lighter and rom was like nah i don't think so so Anyway, that's the honorable mention for the ep- for the episode. I think this definitely should be should be mentioned. It is a wonderful introduction. I mean, really, this is one of the first. I mean, real spells that we see, real as in you know you know an actual wand and a and a person saying magic words. Of course, it isn't a, it it isn't a a real spell, but it is real magic. So. Thank you, Ron, for giving us this wonderful introduction into the world of spells, but there are some others on this list that I think could be perhaps more useful. So let's start with number 10. Number 10 is an exciting one, and I think this one's definitely maybe not what you would expect, but I think it has many uses, and I think it also can help a lot in a pinch. Number 10 is Engorgio. And this is definitely a spell that I think is not commonly used. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking of, you know, Moody using it on the spider and Harry using it on the flame in the tent. But there are a few uses that I think might go underrated. And I think the reason I put it on the list is because it can be used to great effect. And I'm thinking specifically in like a chase, you can, you know... Uh, make make something large so it blocks a, a a doorway or or something like that. And of course, just making making something bigger than it is is always very useful. For example, if you have food, it is very easy to just engorgio and you can have more food. Of course, in in compliance with Gamp's law, we can't just you know make food out of nothing. But we have we can multiply what we already have. And if you have some food, you can just make it bigger. There you go. So, very useful spell actually, I think definitely one that might not be as as heavily considered as some others on this list, but I certainly think that Angorgio can come in handy in many occasions. So that is number 10 on the list. And coming in at number 9, we have Incendio. Incendio is the fire making spell and I think this one is pretty cool. Similar to engorgio it is not very much used in the potter series of course fire is is uh, always used but the actual you know uh, you know fire creating spell is really seldom used i think it definitely has not a lot of uses but the uses that it does have are very useful I think, you know, of course, making, you know, a campfire, that that always helps. But also, fires are a very, very strong deterrent. So I'm thinking also, for example, in the woods when they're chasing, they could, you know, shoot some jets of fire around. That is a very solid way of stopping people from coming towards you. Now, forest fires are always a risk, but I think a a good old-fashioned aguamenti could probably fix that. But Incendio creates fire, which is always a good way to get some people off of your tail. And we've also seen that fire is a very good way of flushing people out. For example, in the Room of Requirement, in the Deathly Hollows, we see Goyle go a little crazy. And the entire room of requirement of lost things is completely destroyed. Now, that is fiend fire it is a little bit different. Well, a lot different, but fire is still fire. And although fiend fire, I think, is not as useful, of course, it has a very similar effect. I think fire that does not have a mind of its own is always going to be useful. Now, also, fire is a pretty, pretty essential element of life, which we saw in the woods. Of course, there's always a fire going. There is always a, you know, a gas lamp, or there's always this, there's always that, and a nice old fashioned incendio is a perfect way to get that fire going to keep it going, and it is also a good way to make light or to distract Snape or anything like that. So. Fire is very useful, and incendio is the perfect spell to to get that going. So that is number nine. And at number eight, we have immobulus. This is a spell that is rarely. Used. I think we saw it probably most most notably in the Chamber of Secrets when Hermione uh, completely froze all of the 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 doxies or no, it was the Cornish pixies that escaped from their cage, and it was panic and they were destroying the classroom. And Lockhart said, "Oh, just snip them back in their cages. I trust you." He closed his door, and they had to get them all. So Hermione cast a Mobulus, and they all were spinning through space, completely frozen. And that is a very useful spell. I think Harry also uses it. It might be a little bit different. I mean, I think, I think maybe like perhaps the spell itself could be a little different. But the the um, when he is under the lake and he is you know getting attacked by all these Grindelows, he can you know cast a Mobulus or he casts a spell and they all you know freeze and then they all scatter. So it's a very useful spell, and even if Harry didn't use it in that instance, I think it is—it is a very similar effect. So I think that that Immobilus is a very useful spell. Now we don't really know if it can work on a human. I think it does because we saw that it works on a great number of of smaller beings. So I, I can imagine that at least one person could be immobilized by a a an Immobilus spell, <clears throat> but. That then goes to show I think it's a little bit difficult because, of. Course, I mean, of course, it's a difficult spell to cast. But also, I am a little shocked that not a lot of people use it throughout the story. I think this is definitely a spell that could come in, like, a huge handy. I mean, chase scenes and this and that, like, there's so many that I think so many instances where where an immobilizing spell could be so, so useful. I think impedimenta is is kind of the lesser version of this and it helps and it's you know kind of a great way to just stop something in its path but it doesn't immobilize it it's just you know it's still it's still it's still there but uh, but this is definitely a great way to just completely halt something in its tracks and just really kind of really keep it there so that is why i have put this at number 8 because it is just such a useful spell and i think it is it is definitely one that is useful in many different arenas. So Immobilist is number eight. Let's move on. Number seven, now we're kinda getting into it. We have Protego. Now I put Protego in here because of just the sheer number of use cases that it has. There is never a time in which Protego will be uh, a, a wrong choice to cast. I mean Protego ...always is a perfect option. Of course, you could always say that Unforgivable Curses might have a little bit of an effect, but at the same time, if you can't do anything about it, it's not really that important which spell you use. So I think if any other spell can be pretty much deflected by Protego... I think it deserves a spot on this list as the as one of the 10 best spells. And I think I was honestly close to putting it higher, but of course there, there, there are some other spells on this list. But it is in this spot because of just how many times it can be used and how often it can be used. It is just such a perfect spell. It has all these uses, and it's not even that difficult. I mean, there are so many more difficult spells out there, and really the hardest part, of course, is I think in the Half-Blood Prince when they're working on non-verbal spells. I think they used Protego, and it was only hard because they couldn't say it, but it's a very easy spell to cast, and it is very useful, and it is definitely one that I think should be mentioned, so that is exactly why we are talking about it. I think just the fact that it can deflect spells, and I think it's not exactly gone into, but I think it also is a good barrier for people. We saw in the tent in the Deathly Hollows when Ron and Hermione were having a little bit of an argument. Harry cast a Protego charm between them, and they couldn't get to each other. So I think there is definitely a a case here for Protego. If it can deflect physical objects as well as spells, it is really a very very useful spell and I think it it definitely deserves to be mentioned I mean without without Protego just think how different the world would be you know I mean like you'd, you'd have to either cast a spell to deflect or just like dodge I don't that okay that is just the worst that is never gonna happen so Protego solves all those problems and you don't have to dodge a spell you can just you know Cast Protego, and you're good. And like I said, it's also very easy. You don't have to really think about it. I think Harry uses Protego a bunch, and it is definitely one that that, that comes in extreme handy over a lot of cases. So Harry, huge fan of Protego. And I think also a lot of other people are too. But Protego is just the perfect solution. It can block almost any spell. It can block, apparently, physical things. And it is really useful. It comes in handy many, many times. And I think almost any character can use it. So good for Protego. It is. It is really coming in handy here for all of the people who need to use it. But let's move on. Now, let's talk a little bit about Disillusionment Charms, because that is the next item up on the list. Number six, we have the Disillusionment Charm. I don't think we ever get a spell for this, but this is definitely a very, very useful spell. I mean, being invisible is one of the best things, one of the best protections you can have. We see Harry with his invisibility cloak. I mean, no one knows he's there. And, of course, a Disillusionment Charm does this very effectively. It's not invisibility, it's just chameleon-like qualities. And though it's not 100% effective, and though it definitely does depend on the skill of the caster, I think if you are competent enough, you can still do a Disillusionment Charm. We saw Crab and Goyle doing them. We can do Disillusionment Charm, like, you know, that whole thing? Yeah. If that goes to show anything, it should show you that this is a very easy spell, so don't be afraid of using it. I think it is also useful because it can be cast on other people. We saw Moody cast it on to Harry in in the Deathly Hallows, just to, you know as a, as a little bit of extra protection, and that came in handy. I mean, Harry made it out, so good for him. But disillusionment, I mean, really invisibility in general, is a very powerful thing, and I think if you are invisible and if there is really no way to track or, or sense if you're there, there's a, a lot of possibilities. I mean, of course, Harry can can pretty much spy on Voldemort because he can see into his mind. That is pretty much being invisible. He he is invisible. He is there. If he can just do that, if he casts a disillusionment charm on him or uses his invisibility cloak and he goes to the place where Voldemort is, he can hear everything. And this thing, I mean, Harry can, of course, do that to Voldemort. He doesn't need a cloak or anything. He can just, you know, log into his mind count or whatever. But for someone else, they can cast a Disillusionment Charm. And if it's a very powerful wizard, such as Dumbledore, who did it completely effectively... You can cast that, and you can completely go undercover. You can go into the Order. You can go into the Ministry. There are so many options that are available if you can do a good Disillusionment Charm. So, good for the Wizards and Witches who have the skill to do it. I think it's definitely something that should not go unappreciated. And Disillusionment Charms, I think, are also maybe a little unused in the story. For example, I think in the Ministry of Magic... When they broke in in the in the Deathly House, I think that could be a pretty pretty uh good good spell to have in the back pocket there. Of course, if they had a run in with a you know Death Eater or anything like that, like for for example when they were running away from Yaxley and they splinched and gave up the gave up the um the uh, Grimold place. I don't know. I think if they just had a Disillusionment Charm and they kind of split off and they met up and. It, I mean, they all he really had to do was make up, like, maybe a second. Like, if they could definitely do that by, by just confusing Yaxley for, like, a split second, he slows, and they zoom off. Like, it is just so easy. Now, I know this is not exactly applicable because it would be very difficult to apply a disillusionment charm while sprinting away from the Death Eaters in the industry. But at the same time, if they just did that beforehand, they would be much more difficult to catch. So disillusionment charms are definitely on this list, but let's move on. Number five, we're halfway through the list, we have got the bubblehead charm. And this is, I think, maybe a bit of a controversial opinion to put it at number five, but breathing underwater is, in my opinion, a very, very useful tool to have in your back pocket. Now this is, of course, outside of the Triwizard Tournament where you had to breathe underwater, The Bubblehead Charm was used many, many times. I think almost all of them except for, like I say, half of them. Fleur and Cedric both used the Bubblehead Charm. And I think if Crumb was smart, he would have. But just transfiguring your head into a shark... Yeah, I don't know what he was thinking, and of course Harry's stupid is too way way too stupid to think of that. So bubble a charm is I think the right way to go in this scenario, and it worked out very well. Cedric won because he had the bubble of charm. Now Fleur did get a little roughed up, but that was not because of a bubble of charm. I swear. But breathing underwater, I think, is a very underrated skill and a, and a talent I said talent a spell really a a use that is something that can be used to get away and can can uh, escape much more easily. I think if you're running away from someone and you jump into a lake, I think they would be probably not as as uh, motivated to follow, especially if it was like nice and dark and scummy and l- like I would not do that but if you had the bubblehead charm, you could just you know, boom, bubblehead and jump in. It would not be pleasant, but you know what I'm saying. So the water is definitely a deterrent. Humans are not designed to go in the water, but if you the, if you have the bubblehead charm, you can do just that. And I think you know most of the world is water, so it could come in lots of handy. Also, for example, if you are in the bobaton's carriage and you fall out, I think that's a very reasonable. That's a very reasonable fear. You fall out and you land in the ocean. Or the lake, or I mean, honestly, even better if you're on the Durmstrang ship and you fall off. Like that's that's likely. You can just put on the bubblehead charm and you're good. Like you can, you, you aren't going to sink to the bottom and die. You're gonna you're gonna put on that bubblehead charm and you're going to live. Now, that's of course assuming that the mer people don't decide to do something about it. But at the, at the same time, if you're just on the surface, I don't know if they would, especially if you're not from Hogwarts. So bubblehead is the very, very uh, deserving number 5 spot on this list. I think there are certainly some spells that are more useful than this, but Bubblehead is definitely a a MVP. Number 4, we have got Wingardium Leviosa, and this is just fantastic. I think Levitating is definitely an underrated thing in the Wizarding World. We see this come into use a lot... But I think levitation is definitely something that can be put to great use. Now, it is definitely difficult to apply this to a situation because rarely, like if you can think of anything, you know, of a fight scene or a battle or a duel, rarely will levitating something give you the upper hand. But what I'm thinking really is if, you know, you have a very powerful wand or you're a very powerful uh, magical person, you can cast a levitation charm on more than one thing. Now, I think, you know, thinking of just like a goblet levitating off the table, you know, that's cool. Yeah. But if you have like the elder wand, you know, you can make the entire room Go crazy! You can send send all the silverware and the platters and the plates and the goblets and even the tables. Like you can really send the entire Great Hall to chaos. And if that's how you can do it, I mean, go for it. So that is, I think, why I put it at this spot because it has a specific use case that I will uh, concede. But at the same time, when you do have the 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 perfect time to use Magnolia Levios, I think it is really it is really a a fantastic option now that's not to say that there are other spells that could do the trick i think if you you know if you want something you know a distraction or a you know a crazy thing or whatever like you could just explode something or cast a fire charm or any like you create a storm like there are a lot of things you can do but levitating something i think is really one of the most traditionally shown you know magical things for good reason because it is just so magical so iconic. And it comes into use in many different areas. So levitation, when guardian leviosa, that is number four. All right, now we are getting into the good stuff. We have got three spells out. These are the, in my opinion, the three most useful, most powerful, most iconic, most whatever, best spells in the entire series. Now. There are 100% going to be things that you don't agree with. There are 100% going to be things that might be a little different than what you were imagining. But in my opinion, I think this is the, the hall of fame of spells right here. So let's kick it off with number three. Number three, I think, is without a doubt, Expecto Patronum. This is a spell that we see coming to use a heck of a lot. And the reason why this spell is so good is because it is effective. It is very effective and against something that is rather unpleasant and i think this is just such a good spell because not only does it defend against the mentors it also makes the wizards who cast it a better or better better people you know the wizard witches who 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 cast expected patronum think about the, all these happy things and also it is very difficult so it really builds them as magical you know just people in general so they can have have greater skill I think also, Dementors aren't deterred by much else except for this. So, Expected Patronum is really one of the only options. And I think that is definitely the reason why it is so high up on the list. Because if you want to get rid of a Dementor, you will use this spell. And I think also because it's, it's just such a cool spell. I mean, like, sending out your Patronus... You know, magical, glowing, fiery—you know, <laughs> angel of goodness—out to you know destroy the Dementors. Like that's, that's that's pretty cool, and you know if you get it to, you know if you're so powerful, you still, like I think it's definitely a, a filmmaker choice. Um, but you know when if if you get it to, you know such a such a powerful level like we saw Aberforth do, you know, where it just sends out you know waves of Patronus. That's just so cool. I mean, it's such a huge, powerful spell. And it's such a good way to, to just get all of these Dementors out. And that is a very, very useful spell here. I think Expect Patronum it also of course is pretty iconic. I mean Harry you know standing at the edge of the lake, I can't get pointing as well. I expect that that's just so cool. I mean I love, love that scene. I love reading it. And of course Aberforth that is also a very cool scene to read. But it's, it also happens to, to to be very, very cool. I mean of course we see that in the ministry uh, when they're escaping. The Dementors are rushing at them and their hands are reaching through the grate of the the elevator. Harry's pushing all the friends back. He catches one. Expected Patronum. They all are, are are blasted away. That's just a very very cool moment. And so, Expected Patronum, I think, is a very deserving spot here. So that is number three. Number two is Stupefy. Stupefy is a very useful spell, and I think the reason why it's a number two is because it is just so de facto. Just like Protego, just like all these other spells that Harry uses on a daily basis, Stupefy is really something that you cannot go wrong with. If you are, you know, getting chased by Death Eaters, what spell do you throw back? Stupefy. You know, if you're if you're having a duel with someone, what's what's a spell that's definitely gonna come up? Stupefy. And of course, this this is definitely a spell that Harry learns early on, and I think the reason why it's in number two is because it's not that hard. Not that hard at all. You say stupefy. You cast your wand. Of course, there's, of course, there might be some other, uh, you know, their mother steps in there. But you just point your wand. You say stupefy, and it is a very good way of getting people out of there. I think it also works very quickly. You know, there's not a big charge time. It's not a big. You don't have to think about it. You just kind of do it. Unlike Expected patronum, which is, takes a lot of time and a lot of effort. And though it is a very powerful spell, it does take quite a uh, quite a moment to to build up. But stupefy, you can be surprised, you can stun, you can do this, you can do that. That is a useful spell right there. And I think Lupin pointed this out. You know, if if you don't want to kill, at least stun. Stunning is, I think, a very good alternative to killing because, of course, they're stunned, they are, you know, out of commission, they are, you know, lifeless, and, of course, you can always enervate, you can always give, give them life and bring them back from the stupefy realm, but at the same time, I think it is it is a very useful spell. It comes into use many, 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 many times like pretty, pretty much in every book and we really see all these characters using Stupefy because of just how much you can use it and I think Stupefy is very much a very very useful spell that is perfect for the number two spot so, we've made it number one, the very best spell in the entirety of the, of the Wizarding World now I think this goes without saying now, that's just my opinion. Now, my opinion is one opinion, so please reach out if you don't agree. But in my opinion, the very best spell in the entire resident world is, of course, Expelliarmus. And I think that it is really the, the go-to spell, even more than Stupefy, which is why it is number one. And that is just because you can do that anytime. You can cast Expelling Armor anytime, anywhere, anyone. It really works for everything. And that's why Harry likes it so much. Also, it doesn't cause too much pain. It's not, you know, painful. It doesn't cause death. It doesn't cause anything like that. It is just a way to stop the other person from doing magic. And that in, is really the best spell. It is not one that is just, you know, comes so harmful that they can't, you know, perform magic any longer. It's one that just takes away their ability. And I think that is the best spell, one that doesn't kill or destroy or cause pain or harm or anything like that, just one that gets the job done. And I think that is why Expelliarmus is the best spell in the wizarding world. I think it really has the qualities that 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 we look for in a spell. It is quick, of course, it's easy. Uh, Harry casts it all the time, and it, 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 it does the intended function. It gets the wand away. There's a reason why the spell that wins the war, you know, the spell that Harry uses to, to get Voldemort's wand is Expelliarmus. You know, his, his wand is, is ripped out of his hands, and it is sent flying across the sky into Harry's very own hand. That's pretty cool, that's effective, that really got the job done, and from that, <laughs> Voldemort literally crumbled to dust. So you can see how powerful a spell it is, and just how effective it is as well. I think there's really no reason why someone shouldn't have Expelling armor in their arsenal and really no reason why someone shouldn't be using it almost every single duel. Of course, Harry uses it every single duel, that's just his thing. But other people should do it too, and I think they do, which is why it is just such a perfect option. It is number one, and by all means, it is not the most powerful. It is not the the most complicated or the most flourishy or the biggest or the whatever, but it is, in fact, the best. So I want to thank you all for listening so much. This was an episode that I had so much fun recording. I was hoping, I was worried that I wouldn't get through all the spells today, because because just how many there were. But I think we just about did it. If you don't agree with me, I really want to hear your 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 thoughts. If I left one out, if there's one that you think should should be in a different spot, if you want to change the order, anything like that. I encourage you to send me an email. My email is discussion at gmail.com. That is thepotterdiscussion at gmail.com. And, of course, at discussion on Instagram also works. You can also check out my website, com. You can go ahead and head over to the contact form. There are SpeakPipe links. There is a Google form. There is a contact submission. There is my email. There is everything you want to know right there. And, of course, you can also see episodes and info and all of that cool cool stuff so i want to thank you all for listening so much i really had a blast recording this is really one of my favorite kinds of episodes and i'm very glad that you stuck around to the end it is really uh, the greatest pleasure of mine to 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 record these fun episodes so with all that said with the episode done i want to thank you one last time and as always remember that happiness can be found even in the darkest of times if one only remembers to turn on the light. I will see you later. Th- this was the Potter Discussion.